Hello everyone and welcome to Paranormal or No. I'm your host Jake Weberg. Join me as we discuss anything and everything paranormal from myths, legends, popular equipment, trending topics, and everything in between. Let's go. Welcome everyone to Paranormal or No. I'm Jake Weberg, and today we have an awesome special guest. Uh, because the special guest is yours truly. And the reason why I feel I need to make this video is because why should anybody listen to anything I have to say on any of my videos if they don't know anything about me? So today's episode is all about me, where I came from, what got me in the paranormal world universe what have you and also some little creepy facts about a house that i used to live in so let's get it my name is jake weberg um i started this channel on youtube maybe three years ago i think and i decided this year just out of the blue off a whim hey let's start a podcast and the reason why i want to start a podcast is i used to listen to this paranormal podcast that was super awesome and then the episodes ran out. And when they ran out, that kind of made it hard for me because honestly, I like listening to stuff like that. But I like listening to specific things. And the specific things I like listening to is not spooky stories read or campfire stories or people just talking about weird stuff, like just off the wall things. Like I like paranormal things i myself am a paranormal investigator so that kind of is my forte but i like cryptids i like all the stuff i like hearing about aliens i like hearing about people's experiences but mainly my big thing is i really like hearing about spooky stuff hauntings people's houses i mean i lived personally in a haunted house no joke uh my kids didn't really like the haunted part of it, but they dealt with it. Um, my wife, sometimes she liked it, sometimes she didn't. Um, especially not when the little girl spirit thing came into play, because that was kind of uh, creepy, like beyond creepy. But regardless, when it comes to the paranormal... I wasn't always big on the paranormal stuff. I had weird, creepy things happen when I was a kid. You know, everybody's always got that story. Oh, man. You know, they start their videos out. Oh, you know, and then this creepy thing happened to me. So then I had to find out why. And now my whole entire, you know, life story is of finding out why. That's not me. I did find out some crazy things or see some crazy things when I was a kid, but not like out of the blue, crazy, like send me on this awesome journey. Instead... I used to wait tables at a country kitchen, believe it or not, a country kitchen. Yes, you heard that right. Country kitchen. There's like next to none of them left and none of them that are corporate. So they're all like privately owned. Um, but that was a happening place. My aunt used to be the GM there. So it was awesome. I got the job. Got a job young. 
Um, not only did I get a job young, but I was allowed to work some hours that are kind of questionable, like after she left. So I got to meet some characters that were of the questionable type. And some of these questionable characters that don't usually come out during the daytime hours like everybody else, some of them were paranormal investigators. And the paranormal investigators I met told me their stories. I sat and listened, you know, while I'm rolling my silverware, doing all my cool stuff. And I got to listen to their stories and they intrigued me. Except the paranormal investigators that I ran across were not like the TAPS guys, the, you know, the hardcore uh, modern type paranormal investigators that you would think of today. You know, nothing like Ghost Adventures. Like these guys were kind of some whack jobs. However, they did go to some places that were kind of spooky. I mean, they had, uh, let's see, we went to a cemetery like the first night that I went out with them. And this cemetery was a regular modern cemetery, but it did have a very old section. And in the old section, there was a really creepy grown over mausoleum looking thing. And, you know, everybody's out breaking out the recorders. I went to Walmart and bought one that night and I was like, oh, I'm going to use this. So I pushed, you know, record and we're all sitting there going through the motions and I didn't experience nothing, not a single thing. However, when I went home and listened to my digital recorder, I about pissed my pants because some of the evil things that came across this digital recorder, here's my story. Here's where it rolls in. I didn't have it as a kid, but then this moment, this is it. It set things in motion for me that set me on this journey, and here I am doing this awesome podcast through Zoom because, coincidentally, Riverside FM is not working for me. Maybe it works for some of you, but it does not work for me. And I'm tired of contacting customer support. So that being said, we're doing this through Zoom. So I'm sorry if the audio is crappy. I'm sorry if the video is crappy. I'm trying my best to kind of stay focused on my camera because it's just me. But regardless, this haunted thing, mausoleum thingy, set things in motion for me that... um, like, I'll, I'll never get that voice out of my head as far as what I heard. Like, it's it's stuck there. It creeped me out. Um, this dude, whoever buried this guy here, whether by his own money or someone else's, if, if you paid for this guy to be buried there, I'm sorry. Like, you probably should have gave him something a little less extravagant because he's rude. But regardless, so... After that, I kind of started really creeping around, going to graveyards, going to places that were supposedly haunted. Places that, you know, how we do starting off, you know, you go to places that are not actually haunted, but there's a story just because they look creepy and everyone just passes it down and it plays the game of telephone and everything goes crazy. Yeah, that's that's the kind of fake haunted that I went to. Um, But then I started happening on places that legit had stuff like i had a, a childhood friend that and i'm sorry for my squeaky chair that sounds really annoying um this childhood friend um i stayed the night at their place because we had a wrestling tournament and him and his dad were taking us to the wrestling tournament the next day so i sat there in the living room just kind of orienting myself with the house is huge but like really empty and i asked him like what man what is that noise upstairs their rooms upstairs because i kept hearing this weird shuffling noise he said no that's there's just plants up there 
He said, but there is a ghost in our house. And I thought he was joking. I was like, eh, what? No, legit. There was a ghost in their house. And I watched them physically pick up a hard plastic vase. And it was plastic because the original one was glass and it did, or porcelain. And it didn't work out well. So after they set this vase up, I said the same time every night. Always happens. Crazy, right? We go and sit in the living room, and I'm trying to, you know, we're playing video games, and I hear this thing fall down. I'm like, what? Okay, that's weird. He goes back up there, sets it up again, comes back downstairs, boom, knocks off again. And they just just going about their day like it was no big deal. And so that gets me to kind of the point of my video today minus the introduction um the point of my video today with my haunted house experience because there's a lot of people out there that struggle to live in some of these haunted places and some of them are bad haunted some of them got some things in there that are not so human or didn't used to be human you know who you are um but regardless um some haunted houses are manageable. Some of them you can coincide with the haunting, whether it's residual, whether it's intelligent, you can coincide with it. And if you so choose, can in have, actually have a decent experience. Sometimes it may be a little over the top some days, some days not so much. Um, but it is possible in a lot of ways. And there, And some of these people that don't know that need to know that, that you can have your house cleansed, you can move, you can do whatever, but finding a way a lot of times to coincide with what's in the house or coincide, what am I looking for? Coexist with what's in your home is sometimes a better option. And the reason why is because there's been also times when people have gone to cleanse their homes or do crazy rituals or things or whatever and try whatever they can to get rid of it when nothing truly bad has happened they're just a little spooked sets other things in motion that can really make things not so good so that being said a couple more facts about myself before i get into my story time um i've been a paranormal investigator for almost 14 years now um been to a lot of places seen a lot of things, talked to a lot of people, but more often than not, I've been the more on the investigating side and helped people with their issues versus traveling around and seeing all these places that are already haunted, that everyone knew is already haunted, that everyone's experienced certain things. So I'm a little bit better investigating people's homes than I am investigating places that are already haunted just because I have more experience in that um but like I said I do know some things and I have seen some ridiculous things um I'm a father of six yes you heard that right six six kids they're amazing though they actually make life really easy um when they do listen sometimes Really, they listen all the time, but um, I know not everybody has that opportunity to have a lot of kids and they all listen, but they listen. 
Um, they have their moments, but they're awesome kids. And they also like scary stuff and paranormal things. So that, that makes it easy for me. So that way, if I do say something or if I'm listening to something out loud, reviewing some audio, they're not like spooked out and freaked out. It's great. Um, my wife, she likes paranormal stuff. She just doesn't like being out where the bugs are at. And usually when it's warm enough to go outside, that's where the bugs are at. Um, I've done, I've worked a lot of weird jobs, a lot of cool jobs. I've done a lot of crazy things. A lot of jobs that I've worked have led me to paranormal stuff um, or contacts that got me some evidence or I was able to help people with stuff that wasn't paranormal, but they thought that it definitely, most definitely, and were for sure thinking that it was. Um, I've been a firefighter for almost, almost as long as I've been a paranormal investigator. And weirdly enough, oddly enough, being a paranormal investigator kind of helps um, with processing a lot of things in the fire service, a lot of things that you see um, helps you deal with a lot of emotions. So um, other than that, it is now time for my infamous haunted house story. Oh boy. Try not to turn this video into an ASMR video with my uh, super heavy coffee cup, but you know how it is. You got to have some of that Java sometimes. And maybe I've had a little too much tonight. I'm a little wired up. But now for the ghost story. Okay. So. I believe it's almost four years ago now. Uh, my wife and I, we were we started off little. Built our way up. Moved in to different house. After different house. After different house. All of them a step above the one prior. Moving comes with its own stresses and its own anxieties by itself not to mention moving your things into a house that you find out on day one is most definitely most likely haunted so but nobody tells you that no one ever says nothing to you until after you move in so for me we moved into this house a little small town um I joined the fire department there, eventually became the assistant fire chief, um, which is where this helmet came from, um, and the flag behind me. Um, first day, moving in, I got some guys from my uh, from the fire department that I was a full-time employee at as a career fireman. Um, moved in, it was a little rainy that day, kind of nasty, sloppy out. And I didn't really have much help, but he was going to help me get the big stuff off. So this was the big stuff moving day, the one that everyone dreads, you know, not boxes, but like couches and stupid crap that crushes people. Um, so we move in, or rather, we're moving the stuff in. And I go back out for a second load of stuff, kind of getting some drawers and things to put in this dresser. And the person helped me move in. He's like, hey, um, so I was upstairs and I heard something. I'm like, what do you mean you heard something? He said, um, I literally heard footsteps upstairs in your hallway. I'm like, oh man, well, there's nobody here. At least I don't 
think so unless some bum got in here or something while the doors were unlocked so we went up together we checked the closets checked the rooms nothing not a single thing okay i didn't hear anything either but he's like dude i i heard it no joke so i'm like okay i believe you and uh well he ended up having to split out early um so i continued moving stuff kind of by myself dangerous i don't recommend it don't do that you end up dropping things on yourself so um while i was in the process of throwing my back out carrying things in this house i stopped to catch my breath and what did i hear lo and behold footsteps right above my head and not only were they right above my head but they were pacing not just one direction you know sometimes in old houses when you got old floorboards you walk one direction and as you're walking one direction you turn to walk back the other direction the floorboards raise and they kind of follow your foot pattern as they re you know lift back up whatever you want to call it um, decompress basically and so they sounds like someone's walking behind you that does happen just so you know if you're not vetting that in your videos and you're a paranormal investigator shame on you um but it creeped me out because i could literally hear somebody pacing back and forth okay so i put that out of sight out of mind i didn't say anything to my wife until after we moved in so that way she couldn't change her mind so after i just carried all the heavy stuff so i move all that heavy stuff in the next day we bring boxes in the kids come in we all have pizza it's all cool you know we have pizza night because everybody you can What's moving without a pizza night when you move in? Okay. We have pizza night. We're all sitting down, just kind of relaxing. And uh, I'd already contacted one of my buddies. Somebody that from another place that I worked that I knew was big in paranormal stuff. And I was like, dude, we need to break out some equipment and come over here and just try and see if we can kind of crack the case on this. You know, because you're always on the case whenever you're a paranormal investigator, I guess, whatever. So, wife's downstairs, um, just kind of playing games on her phone, got the volume, and like literally not on, on her phone. And we sat up here, we ran equipment, ran tests, did baseline readings, the whole shebang, right? Taking pictures, nothing. Didn't get nothing. Sit down, you know, it wasn't a seance, but by all means we were sitting kind of in a circle trying to communicate got you know got our digital recorders out i didn't hear anything he didn't hear anything we did feel some little cold pockets and stuff but you know sometimes those things can be explained at the time i really didn't vet those as much as i could have could they've been paranormal sure could they've been drafts or breezes or whatever very well could have been but when we went back to review audio, which is what you should always, 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 always have two people or more listen to the same audio just to verify that you're not crazy and hearing things after hours of listening to audio. I heard a woman talking, but it was at like a distance. My wife hadn't been on the phone. She was not watching TV. We didn't even have TV hooked up at the time. There were no kids in the house. And so literally could hear some it's not like an older lady talking and there's no, we don't have, we didn't have neighbors anywhere close. It was like a three acre lot. So there was nobody close enough for us to pick up audio from that. But no joke. Heard a, a woman talking in like a lower, older woman kind of voice. 
which was kind of cool. I mean, reviewing audio and that, I'm like, oh, well, that just adds to that and in the footsteps. Maybe that's who's walking through our house. Who knows? Well, that was only the beginning. And trust me, for like, shoot, we were there maybe a year and a half, almost two years for the entire time that we were there. There was always something happening. Um, we captured not really captured, but we saw shadows move across our living room while we're watching TV. Just And we had a, a parlor room, which we turned into a bedroom for my wife and I, had stained glass, and the light would be off in our room, and you could see shadows move behind the stained glass, which is really weird because there was literally nothing shining light on those windows. Um, let's see. I did some research on the property because I wanted to kind of know what was all going on in this research. I uncovered that the house was from like the 1890s is when it was built. So well finished, I should say 1890s. So post civil war, but was built by a soldier in that participated in the civil war. And then he then sold that house shortly after to somebody who also fought in the civil war so two civil war soldiers families lived in that home prior to the long line of other people owning it and passing it down and splitting up the property um, it was a farm at one point in time they did raise crops there there this place was like a dream as far as the layout of the of the property i mean it was which added to the overall weirdness but we had blackberries mulberries we had gooseberries we had berries galore i mean we had um, pecan trees walnut trees um perfect soil for a garden i mean the first time i ever planted anything at this place the garden took off like a jungle like it was insane and large amounts and they were good quality food so it's definitely good stuff and and by all means the land itself was not in great shape when we moved in. But I was able to kind of clean it up and mow it and turn it into a giant three acre like yard, basically, which the kids absolutely loved. And it made for great gardening and also for me to get away and listen to paranormal podcasts while I'm mowing grass right before thunderstorms. Literally every time I mowed, it was a storm was moving in, which was pretty cool and relaxing. Um, but back to the ghost stories. One of the first times I ever mowed the grass there really wigged me out because I'm mowing and my mower is not doing so good. And I'm looking and watching around, make it, making sure my kids weren't coming out because no one wants to run over their child, you know, or hit them with a rock or whatever. But this damn chair, but that being said, I was mowing and there's this huge, huge oak tree in our yard. I'm talking like it would take probably three people linking arms to reach around this tree. Would have made a great table. Um, but I kept seeing something in the corner of my eye by this tree. I just kind of brushed it off. Kept mowing, kept mowing, kept mowing. And I would glance at this tree and I'd see a white blur all the time, always. Till one time I was mowing backward or driving away from the tree. And I decided it would be kind of cool to stop real quick and turn around. 
So I stopped the mower real quick and turned around and I see this little girl in a white dress standing behind the tree, dart back behind it. And I thought, what? Maybe I'm too hot from mowing grass for like three hours out here. So I kind of was like, you know what? If it happens again on another day, then okay, I'll accept that as evidence. Uh, so the next time I mowed, same thing. Same tree, same little girl. This time I seen her feet and she was wearing some nice little white church shoes, like the kind you get, you know, you wear for your first baptism or whatever. And everybody's got these, or not baptism, would it be your first Holy Communion, I guess, you know, nice white dress with the white little slick shoes, whatever. Nice frilly socks. But yeah, hiding behind a tree. And every time I looked, boom, slipped back behind there. And so in ways I was weirded out, but in other ways I was like, well, that's kind of nice. Hope, you know, hope that this spirit is nice. It's already, you know, made more contact, at least visually, than the other things we found out. Uh, and the little girl spirit was a reoccurring thing for us. And when I say reoccurring, like all the time, like I would, there's times that we would hear a little kid walking upstairs, like light footsteps or like run down a hallway or play with the kids toys, like toys that should not have been on, like toys that had no batteries, but were still turning on. Um, playing with these kids toys and I would catch my youngest daughter up there upstairs talking to someone in this house like playing and I, I'm almost sure that it was probably this little girl but along the lines of the little girl spirit something weird started happening so the more that I made or attempted to make contact with the things in this house try to document said things in this house I started, I don't know how to describe it, started getting in a weird state of mind with this property in this house, almost like like an old-fashioned thing. Like I literally, just out of the blue, I was so obsessed with cleaning this place. We didn't even own the place. It was just a rental property, but I, I got so obsessed with doing things on this property, cleaning it up, cutting back brush, mowing the ground, like... Like it was like never ending for me. Um, I would have, I'd build a fire every night out there and just burn brush, just hang out on the property. I, I was making um, cobblers and things with the berries on the place. Like trying, I was looking up on YouTube or YouTube, YouTube and Google for as many things that I could do with the stuff on this property, with the berries, with the nuts, with everything, you know, smoking different meat with the, with the, with the trees on this, on this place. So um, if I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It was weird. Um, it was a weird state of mind. And like, if I didn't get to accomplish something, I, man, I was down. Like I was almost borderline depressed if I didn't make some sort of progress on this place and clean it. Like I had a overall goal or mission to get to, um, before I'd feel accomplished for the day. And a lot of times that ran over into stuff we were supposed to do. And a lot of times I catch my wife sitting on the front porch, like staring at me, you know, like, Hey, we were supposed to be X, X, Y, Z place. And we're not, and you're still mowing grass and haven't taken a shower. So, um, as we continued living in this place, 
uh, weird things would happen. We'd still hear, you know, the noise, the shadows, the stuff. And it was like a, almost like a residual haunting mixed with an intellectual, I don't know. It was the intelligence that came from these spirits was borderline malicious at times. And it was mainly directed towards the little girl and no one really experienced that as much as I did. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that over the years, I honestly see myself as more of an empath. I've always been able to pick up people's emotions, really kind of notice things before they're going to happen my wife gets annoyed. We'll be watching TV and I'll kind of, I'll say something out loud. And then literally the next 30 seconds, the person will say exactly what I just said. I mean, I've never watched the show, the movie, nothing, those kinds of things. Um, but for whatever reason, I think this little girl, maybe because I'm a father, maybe because I have a lot of kids and, and the spirit felt safe around me, but I felt more connected to this little girl. And there were times that I thought my own kids were awake and I would go up there thinking as a dad, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to catch them doing something dumb. So I go up the stairs, I get to the top landing and I hear a little kid and I go to sneak in there and nothing. All, all my kids are snoring. They're all sleeping, you know, that kind of weird stuff. Um, I remember specifically there was a night that I walked into my boy's room and I saw the silhouette of a person like, like, you know, if you if you stand in a windowsill and you got curtains behind you, it outlines your body, you know, and sticks out away from the window. And I'm looking at this window. I'm like, mm -hmm, I got you now, kid. And I go and I go to reach and grab it and nothing behind the curtain. And I think after that point, I was like, yeah, so this is how it's going to be. But. Honestly, we didn't really have, because nothing negative happened to us um, as far as like getting scratched, getting hurt. I take that back. There was one time my wife got scratched. I don't know why, but it was just, it was just a weird random fluke thing. Maybe. I don't know. There wasn't no follow-up. It wasn't like every day she was getting scratched or something was really messing with her. It's just one time she's like, Hey, I got these weird scratches. I mean, I don't know where they came from kind of thing. Um, but one night I had made dinner and my youngest daughter, she was maybe two at the time. No, almost two. So she was one and a half, almost two. And she was standing on the kitchen chair because she has not finished her dinner. And I told her she wasn't getting up until she finished her dinner. So she's sitting there she's eating and she stands there and she starts looking and she's squinting and staring. And I could see her from the living room. She's in the dining room and I'm watching her and she stands there and she starts going and pointing like this. And she's like, D -d -d -d. and she couldn't really talk much. She couldn't really say much. At least the things that she said were not really coherent sentences. She would just ramble. And she's freaking out. Like I'm talking like freaking out. And all of a sudden she swallows her food and goes, a man and points towards the laundry room. And I'm thinking there's some pervert or some creep is staring in my laundry room window. So being the dad that I was, I grabbed my gun, I grabbed a flashlight and like in a flash, I'm out the door. 
So no, and this is a three acre lot. So there's no way that no perp would have had, I don't care how fast you run, you wouldn't have gotten out of line of sight from this house. And I cleared my entire yard. There was nothing. And I, I asked her where she saw the man and she pointed to right in front of the, the, the washer and dryer. So it wasn't outside and there's no way a man could have been in my house, but she saw a man. So, and she was scared by him. Maybe, I, I don't know. I didn't get the chance to see him. I never saw him. And the only person, the only spirit that I ever saw at this house or entity thing, whatever, was the little girl spirit. Um, that's the only manifestation that I saw. Um, however, after that moment, I thought, well, I need to break out some tech. Try and see if I can't capture a man's voice. Because, I mean, if it's one of the former owners... And they're there. That could explain why I have all these feelings of needing to accomplish things and like really possessive over the property. That could make sense. I mean, they can, that stuff can rub off on you. So I break out my spirit box one night. My wife's at work. I wanted to make the kids are in bed. I'm like, I got to find out. So I break out my spirit box, my digital recorders. I'm doing baseline readings. I didn't. have any for like two hours i had nothing nothing come through and then out of the blue i had some direct responses through the spirit box like i'm talking direct responses to what i was asking names um and i've posted some of this on on my instagram and and on tiktok and on our facebook page so it's on there um, and actually, I may, I'm pretty sure I made a video, a YouTube video that's got a lot of this stuff in it. But one of the best things I caught that night, you know, all of these, all these paranormal investigators, they turn the speed down on their spirit box. So you're like, and you're hearing like whole, like half sentences come out of the spirit box because it's, I mean, it's radio frequencies. Well, I don't like to do that. I like to turn mine up a little bit just to kind of take some of that out to where if I'm getting legit responses, they're over multiple wavelengths. I turned it up. It was going pretty quick. I mean, just just chop, 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 right? And a guy comes over there and I hear, come here a second. I'm like, they're really just here. Same voice. And I got the clip. I, I posted and And it's... I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. I started asking about who's here, if there's anybody that, that's at the house wants to communicate. Get the voice Bob. I had a couple other little small responses. And so I was like, you know, well, at least I'm able to communicate somewhat. By me doing that that night, it kicked off a weird event with my wife to where we came home or she came home from work. We lay down to go to sleep. I'm reviewing audio in bed, which I don't recommend it. It makes wives mad. Um. I'm listening to this audio and she says, she starts shaking me. She said, babe, 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 the girls are up. I'm like, what? She's like, no, our, one of our girls is singing. I'm like, our girls don't sing when they go to bed. That's weird. She's like, no, one of them's singing upstairs. I'm like, okay. So I go upstairs, they're snoring. I'm like, maybe they're singing in their sleep, right? Okay. Because her singing that she heard, she said she heard upstairs. Our bedroom was right below the girls' room. And she said it was a little girl singing. So, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm not saying that you didn't hear that. I didn't hear it whenever I took my headphones out. I go to put my headphones back in. And I, I mean, like I got them to like right here. 
and I hear this little girl singing. And it was not upstairs. It was literally the window right next to our bedroom. The one that's right below the girls' room. And I hear this little girl singing. And I was, my heart stopped. I was like, what? And she's, she's like, are you serious? And I turn and I look at her. I'm like, did you hear? <laughs> You're hearing this, right? And she said, yeah, I hear it. It's that. Go see if something's out there. So I go outside and there's nothing out there. Okay, nobody's like in our window, singing by our window. So now I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Like, this is weird, weird. And so we go on. I mean, I was like, oh, I'm putting up my audio because I'm not going to listen to this crap and have this uh, something. I mean, it's feeding. But I'm like, wait a second. Why is she outside? Why is she, why is she outside the house? Outside our window saying, and my brain's going. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Go to sleep. So I go to sleep. And then I tried to do, um, you know, like calming my mind and my brain and everything so I could sleep, sleep. But I was having a hard time falling asleep after that. I mean, it's kind of one of those deals. But then, I mean, I think there's a couple, couple hours later, I finally crashed out. And I was listening to my audio. The audio clip ended. I fell asleep with my recorder literally off while I was sleeping. I remember distinctly having a dream of a really dark shadowy man figure in this dream. In this, in this dream, this guy, pretty tall guy, pretty built dude walked with kind of a weird limp and weirdly enough it matched the type of footsteps we always heard up and down those hallways upstairs and in this dream i see the little girl full silhouette but i'd never see her face and that's the weirdest thing is i never seen this little girl's face it was always like a blurry white but i could see her dress plain as day her stockings her shoes her hair like her little bow that she had in her hair everything Plain as day. I never saw her face. It was always white. Um, always like a misty white face silhouette thing. Um, and on top of that, in this dream, every time the little girl would try to go outside, she'd get to the door and the man would walk behind her, put his hand on her hand and hold the door shut. And she'd run to the other door and he would just be there. And so in this dream, I got a sense that this little girl was trapped in this house for whatever reason. So then me being the paranormal investigator I have been, I start wondering the next day after I wake up, I'm trying to decode my dream. I'm trying to think, why, why, why is this coming to me now? And I'm thinking to myself, this is not the first time I felt like this little girl couldn't leave this place. Like there's a reason why she's here. And with any spirit, you don't want little. As humans in general, the thought of kids or their spirits being trapped in any way, shape or form. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good thing knowing that. Um, and for me, for the next couple of weeks, it really set weird on me. And so I started finally 
in my mind, I came up to the conclusion, I'm like, I'm going to try and set this little girl free because I, I can't keep having that thought in the back of my head after that dream that something is holding her in this house. Because, like I said, the men spirits that were in this house, I mean, as far as what Scarlett's saying, she was terrified. And she It takes a lot to terrify her. Like, just seeing a guy is not going to scare her. Seeing a man that she doesn't trust or a man that um, seemed up to no good would scare her, especially if he looked mean or whatever. Like I said, I've never seen this guy. In my dream, he was just a dark, tall, shadowy dude with a – it was like a – I can't even describe the hat, like a like a bowler, like a – not a tall top hat like Abraham Lincoln, but like shorter, like he had some money. Um. And so knowing that this little girl spirit could possibly be trapped in this house really irked me for a long time. And finally, I told myself, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to go upstairs in my kid's room because that's where a little girl usually was the most. And I contribute that to my kids staying there. They got their toys there that they're where they're always. I mean, that's where she felt comfortable or safest. So I go to my boy's room because that's where she was usually always at, or at least where I tend to find her. And I go in there one day and I had I my wife, I told her, I said, look, keep the kids down here. Do not let them go upstairs. Let them stay quiet. I need to handle something personally. And I go and sit on my kid's bed. I kind of, I close my eyes. I take some deep breaths. I kind of or, try and orient myself with the, the feeling of the room. To where if anything else, if I feel anything else weird, I, I know what to contribute it to. Um, and right away, I pick up the feeling of this little girl in this room. Okay, and like I said, being an empath, I pick up people's emotions and their feelings. It's like, it was like a light. Someone came in, turned on the light switch, boom, it's happening. It's on. So I'm sitting there, and I feel, <laughs> and this is so weird. Because up until this point, I had never felt the old guy or whatever, the, the man presence in this house. And the little girl was behind the, the curtains again. And this time I could see the curtains move. Couldn't see her silhouette. But when I'm, and there's no registers or nothing by, the, by this window, and the windows are all sealed up nice. We had plastic over them to keep the drafts from moving. And I, I feel the presence of the little girl, feel the presence of the, the old man. And I see the physically see the curtains, you know, kind of moving in and out. And so I'm like, okay, so we got a dynamic here, but why is this guy not in the room with me? Something's weird. Never once during this interaction did he cross the threshold of my children's room. Never once. Which was weird. Um, I don't know if there's like a protective thing going on. Or maybe, maybe this man knew this little girl. Which is kind of the hunch that I got from it. But I closed my eyes. I put my hand down on the bed next to me. I told little girl, I said, if you're scared, if you're scared, I will not hurt you. I'm here to keep you safe 
from this man. If you're scared, if you're terrified, whatever, come sit next to me on the bed. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep my eyes from glazing over here because it's kind of, it was probably in all the years of paranormal investigating, this was definitely the most emotional experience I've ever had. And because I've worked with children in residential facilities, I have six children of my own. No one likes to feel like a, a child is scared or not safe or needs your help. And, and and then also with fire service, a lot of bad things I've seen with kids. So this this for me was super emotional. So um, I'm sitting there on the bed. I have my hand just kind of sitting next to me. Okay. I closed my eyes and I was sitting there. I was just waiting. I'm hoping that she would feel comfortable enough to come sit next to me. And then I feel the bed push down real lightly. Like as if somebody was crawling up. You know how kids, when they get up on a bed and they're too, you know, especially a wide bunk bed on the bottom, they, they kind of crawl up in there and you feel multiple pushes. Okay. That's what I felt. This multiple just like a kid was crawling up onto the bed and then I felt it settle next to me and I put, I moved my hand closer to where this was. Okay. Uh, where the indention was on the bed. And I kid you not, I felt second here um i felt little cold fingers slide over my hand and i'm talking like if this is my hand <laughs> this is my hand i it's like they just kind of just set like this on top of my hand and they were small kids hands mm. and for a moment I forgot, like completely forgot that this was a little kid's spirit that I was interacting with. And I reached over with my other hand, still my eyes still closed. And I reached over with my other hand and put my hand on top of her hand. And I, and I told her, I said, It's going to be okay. No one's going to hurt you anymore. I just, it was just weird. It just came out that way. It wasn't like I'd rehearsed it in my head. It just, that's why it came out. I said, I'm, I'm not going to let anything in this house hurt you anymore. If you want to go and be at peace, you can go and be at peace. I felt, like I said, this is the weirdest experience of my life. It's like if you got a, if I had a balloon or an inflated bag between my hands, and then all the air just went nothing. And that was it. And I never felt the man. And I never felt the spirit of the little girl ever again in that house ever again. Um, but we did find some weird things. And that goes on to my next um, topic of discussion before we eventually close things out here. Um, on the shed that I used to store all my lawnmowers, weed eaters, chainsaws, everything in. It was the weirdest. <laughs> I kid you not. And I'm going to, 
I'm sure I'm going to put it in the clip also, but I'm going to find it on here on my camera and I want to show you. So anyway, um, on the shed that I put all my tools in, I found this weird object. I thought it was just strange because the materials were not something I had seen before, at least not in that state. It's almost old, old materials, okay? When I pull this picture up, I gotta go in my awesome phone and my paranormal folder here, because I'm cool like that. I'm gonna show you a picture. I don't know if you can see it on here or not. I'm gonna try and get it as focused as I can, but I don't know if it's gonna work. But you can kind of see it. I'll try and include the picture in the uh, video when I edit. But this thing was on my shed. And the reason why it weirded me out is because after further investigation of this item, it was made with hand-carved wooden beads. They were very rough, very intricate, but rough. Like you could tell they're hand carved. None of them were the same size. Um, there was patches of moss connected to it. So that was the square patches and a bunch of other little bead looking things on there, like natural objects, just in a, in a circle, like a wreath. And I tried to contact different Facebook pages and ask them their professional opinion of what it was. Never heard nothing out of anybody. So one day a woman contacted me and she said, oh, you got a good piece of history there. And I said, what do you mean a good piece of history? And she says, that um, thing that I had was meant for protection and it was um, put together by hand to ward off evil spirits, okay? And she didn't give me any other details from that. She said it's not the first one she's seen, but it was for protection to ward off evil spirits. She said, wherever it's at, leave it there. It's meant to be there. I'm like, okay. So I took it with a grain of salt, but then I started thinking, There had been a lot of, before that house was built, there's a strong Native American history in the area. Um, after the home was, and, and there was also um, some farms in that area that facilitated some underground railroad activity as far as being able to transport people from the south, north, um, some temporary stopping areas and staging areas. Um and it just so happens that that property was one of them. Well, had somebody made something like that to ward off evil spirits, for me, I'm like, well, is it the Native American side? Is it the African American side? Is it the, I don't know. I, I, no one gave me any other information besides that. But maybe somebody who sees this video is going to be like, oh, man, I know exactly what that is. But regardless, I was told that it was meant for protection from evil spirits why they needed protection from evil spirits i don't know maybe something with the property that 
maybe allowed this same type of spirits that I was seeing to manifest. I don't know. But for whatever reason, somebody had made something pretty creepy looking to it was creepy to me because it's old. But to ward off evil spirits. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. I don't know. Maybe there's some evil spirits that kept at bay that I don't even know about. But regardless, the rest of our time staying at this house was peaceful. Had no issues. None whatsoever. In fact, we had so much less issues that I had to go elsewhere for my paranormal experiences. Which is where I started catching some really awesome stuff that'll be on another episode of... Actually, our second episode of Ghosts in the Ozarks. Because I got some pretty cool stories telling that. Um, but, yeah, this has been my awesome haunted home story. Um, so, to give some of you hope that you can live with spirits, you can live with some spirits in your house. And it'd be just fine. Just don't get so attached like I did. Um, but, once again, it's been an awesome experience. It's been great talking with you guys. Um started a Facebook page for the for the podcast. We got a TikTok now. Instagram. Trying to check all the boxes. Um trying to get on with a hosting website for my audio versions of these podcasts so we can get these out so people can listen to them. So that being said, if you watch this video, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to be notified for future content, make sure you hit the notification bell. Also, like and subscribe. So that way, you know, that helps Facebook tell people, hey, look, this video is kind of actually cool and people want to watch it. So um, but besides that, again, I stress the mental health stuff. I'm going to stress in every episode. If you know anybody at all or if you yourself are going through a depressing time or contemplating suicide, or having negative thoughts in any way, shape, or form. Talk to somebody. There are people out there that would rather listen to you, no matter what you have to say, than listen to your obituary read aloud. I promise you. I promise you that. So, thank you for tuning in. There'll be another podcast episode next week, hopefully. Um, sorry for having to use Zoom. Eventually, I'll find something that works for my computer and my, and my camera. But... Hope the audio is not so bad, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.